Okay, welcome back to Fast Jet Performance, and I'm Tim Davies, and I've got a question that's come in on email. It's like I do sometimes, I'd much prefer to put this out either as a podcast or a YouTube video, because in all honesty, if I had to write a response to this uh, question, then it's going to take a while, because the question is on presentations and how you present. There's some issues here with it. It comes from a guy called James, and it's much easier for me to just uh, do a quick podcast, maybe five minutes, 10 minutes, and get this stuff to you. So the email then, without going into detail, obviously about James, um, it says basically that he has, he's looking for some advice on presentations. He's done them before. Um, he always ends up speaking about what's written on the slides, pretty much word for word. And then he has to keep turning around the whole time to look back at the board that he's presenting from. He said that he'd like to have bullet points and pictures without half a speech crammed on at the bottom. Um, instead, he'd like to use those small reading cards that he sees some speakers use. Uh, he doesn't really know how to format them, you know, what to actually kind of put on them. So what he's asking really is, do you just transfer most of that wording that's been on the presentation onto those slides? Or do you just use them as kind of memory joggers and sort of fill in the gaps as you uh, as you go along? He says something about what the presentation is. It's a little bit technical. Uh, and I don't really understand it, to be honest with you. But he says also that there's some management and some directors there um, who he feels a bit intimidated by. So And they, they might not kind of appreciate him putting in a bad performance, shall we say, is probably the, the way that he's put that. So let's um, let's dive into that, shall we? Leaping off the springboard, and I'm just going to tell you a few things that I've learned and I've picked up in my time. And as some of you guys know, I was out in the Czech Republic last week doing presentations. In fact, I was doing a workshop for a morning, and I was also giving a couple of presentations on a variety of things that we do over here in the UK. So it's very interesting because when you know your subject well, when you are the expert on your subject, and I'm not the expert, by the way, and I don't believe in experts because once you start calling yourself an expert, there's no room for improvement. And I've, I've run into some pretty poor experts out there. But what I will say is when you are the authority, shall we use that word in, instead, in your subject matter, you don't get nervous when you stand up on stage to present it because there is nobody out there that knows more about it than you. Does that make sense? Hopefully that's going to go inside. So what we can do with that really, that's my computer pinging. I'm not too sure why it's doing that. What we can do is we can make sure then that we are exceptionally well read about what we're going to do. And that's not that you read stuff on the way out there in an airplane and, and you try and, you know, we're talking about doing some kind of, you know, some high level investment really before you actually, uh, before you, you sort of get there, before you go. You need to have some kind of foundation in what you're going to speak about. This is the important thing. This is going to save you a lot of unease. Does that make sense? There's nothing worse, is there, when someone says to you, oh, I need you to talk about this this morning. And you're like, well, I haven't even read that. Or I need you to do this guy's presentation on this. And you think, I, I know nothing about that at all. It makes you feel awful. And of course, you'll see these presentations because people will stand up for the worst presentations ever. And they will say something along the lines of, oh, I've been asked to give this presentation to you today. I don't know anything about it. So I'm just going to read out the slides. It's like, what the hell am I sitting here for? I could read out the slides myself. So we're trying to portray an air of confidence. And confidence is a difficult one, really, because people can tell when other people aren't confident. You know, we can, there are some signs. You know, there's the kind of the nervous giggles. There's what the hands do. The hands just do some random things, don't they? You're not stable. You, you stutter. You, you hesitate. You, you um and you are. Ah. It's, it's embarrassing 
because it's obvious that you're not confident about what you're saying. But that's fine because we can fix these things. And that's what we're talking about now. There's things we can do. There's some shortcuts here that we can do that are going to help you with these things. So I'm not going to label them out as points. We're just going to generically talk through these things. And hopefully at the end, we'll just make a bit of a list. And if you just do some of these things, then it's going to improve your presenting style, your presenting technique. So starting off then in the very beginning, what I will say is you have to be honest and open with yourself. If you're not very good at presenting, then when you walk out there in front of people, just tell them. Just say, hey, look, I'm, I'm not great at this, so just bear with me. That's okay. And you know what's going to happen? Everyone is going to empathize with you. Everyone's going to root for you. They're going to be on your side. I guarantee it will happen because they could be up there next week. And they're fearing as much about what you're trying to do as you are. They know this. Okay, so they'd be like, come on, you're going to do well. So go out there and just say something like, you know, I'm a bit nervous about this. Uh, I just want to let you know that I've, I've put some work into the slides here and hopefully um, I'm going to get this message across you today. There's nothing wrong with saying that. All right, nothing wrong at all. All right, because we're trying to be honest. Okay, people react to authenticity, to transparency, to openness. And that's what we're about. Okay, because we're going to get better. And I guarantee you'll probably only say that in your first or second presentation. And in your third one, you'll be walking out there going, yeah, I am confident. Yeah, I have got this. This is me. This is going to work well now. Because you realize that the people, your audience, the people in the crowd, they empathize with you because it could be them. Okay, so here's the thing. If we write stuff down, and we put that stuff on a slide. We are tied to that narrative that's on the slide. Does that make sense? I'm a big fan now of the minimalist presentation. There are some rules that you can use for presenting. The 20-20-20, which is no more than 20 minutes, no more than 20 slides, and no font bigger than 20. That's not a bad place to start if you're doing a presentation. Now, some presentations are going to be 400 slides. I get it. I get it. But the idea of the 2020 is that you don't drag things out that don't become laborious. Okay, so have a think about that really. No more than 20 uh, slides, no more than 20 font, and of course, no longer than 20 minutes. And there's a reason that these TED Talks, you see, are only 18 minutes long. Because that's really all that we can actually deal with mentally before we start to kind of drift off and do something else. If you are giving a presentation that is going to be longer than 20 minutes, then do it in two chunks. So I give presentations a lot of time or 40 or 60 minutes. I prefer 40 minutes. It's a nice time, 40 minutes, because what I can do with 40 minutes is I can give my TED talk, my 18, 20-minute talk. Then I can have a natural break in there. I can play a three or four-minute film in the middle. And then I can give another 20 minutes on the other side. So really, I'm giving two presentations. I'm just putting something in the middle, and it ends up being... 40 minutes and then there's 20 minutes worth of questions at the end and sometimes those questions they go on for 20 minutes there's a lot of things that people want to hear of course because I talk a lot about um, I talk a lot about uh, things that are quite interesting to people such as you know stress um, fragility of self I talk about self-worth I talk about underconfidence uh, all those kind of things you know problems with alcohol everything you really can feel out there and everything that might apply to um, highly dynamic environments in which we work so people do come out with these uh, with these questions they're very inquisitive of course Okay, so watch some TED Talks and watch some comedians. And the reason I'm telling you to go and watch comedians is because they are the masters of timing. And if you're going to give a presentation, timing is key. Now, some comedians will come out on stage and they will say nothing at all. They will pause. The audience will be clapping, they'll be laughing, they're whooping. And the comedian will walk left and he'll walk right and he'll nod and he'll wait. And then he will say something. 
because nobody cares how long you pause for. People are waiting, are just waiting to hear you. They've come to hear you. When you're giving a presentation, people are sitting in front of you and they want you to do well. So like I'm doing now, when I pause my voice because you're in the car or whatever it might be, and you know I'm a fast talker. I, I talk at 320 words per minute normally. So I have to unconsciously slow myself right down to the 120s, the 150 words per minute. And I do that by trying to put in intentional pauses, like you're hearing now. It gives your brain some time to appreciate and evaluate what has just been said. Okay, so go and watch some TED Talks. Go and type in the best 10 TED Talks and go and watch some of those because those are masterful presenters at work, basically. And don't think you're watching something spontaneous with a TED Talk. You're watching something that has been rehearsed over and over and over again. And they have had script writers come in. They have changed how they, how they say a, a sentence or a word. They've moved the words around. They've made it impactful and now they've gone and practiced it a thousand times, walked out on stage and they've delivered their TED talk. Okay, And you're not trying to be a TED speaker. You're just trying to get a message across. Here's another thing. So we've talked about the 20 minutes. We've talked about the 20, 20, 20. Let's carry on with these slides a little bit first and then we'll look at more of the content. So you're going to have some slides on screen. You can write these slides in, what is it, Keynote on Mac, is it, or PowerPoint? Personally, I prefer Keynote on Mac. I've got a Mac in front of me now, although I am recording this on a PC. Uh, I like Keynote because it makes it simple to just drag and drop things onto the presentation. You can export it into PowerPoint if you want. It lines things up better on Keynote, I find. Now, there are many places out there you can find pictures that are royalty-free if you want, but if you're doing a presentation behind closed doors, just use anyone's picture. But the kind of pictures you want to use are quite important. Think about what you click on on social media. So the next time you go on Facebook and you stop at a story, and remember, you've only got 0.7 seconds when you scroll down your phone, and 60% of content is used on mobile devices, depending on what site you're using, of course, but you're scrolling and you stop, and it's 0.7 seconds that your brain takes in that material to decide whether you click on it or whether you move on. Now, I want you to think about what you're clicking on. The next time you click on something, think, why have I clicked on that? And I guarantee you that the, the, the picture that you've just clicked on will be brightly colored. It'll be highly contrasted. And what also will happen is it's not going to be a landscape scene. It's going to be a very zoomed in picture of a part of something. You know, it might be an eyeball or something, you know, or it might be an engine on a, on a, on a plane or something like that. Very rarely is it a panoramic kind of ski, seascape or, or, or whatever it might be. That, that doesn't really happen. Okay, we... We are looking in this kind of sugar-coated world that we live in, where we are saturated with so much media. We're looking for the, the cherries. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for the sugar cubes. That's what our minds want. We want something that stands out and is different to the normal stuff. That's what we want to click on. Does that make sense? And I want you to think about what you're clicking on. Because those kind of pictures are the kind of pictures that you want in your presentation. And remember, we're only having 20 slides here. And you don't want 20 pictures, really. I've done presentations before for like 40 minutes with four slides. Have a think about that. Just four slides. And those slides may just have one picture and maybe one word on them as well. 
A lot of the time, if you look at presentations that people at Apple or Google give, they're just a blank white presentation and there's a sentence in the middle of the slide. Now here's the problem of putting too much text on slides, is people cannot read something and listen to what you're saying. As an instructor in the Royal Air Force, we are taught not to face the board. Does that make sense? So what James is saying here in his email is a lot of the time, he's obviously just got a board behind him. He doesn't have anything like a computer that he's got in front of him. And that's the idea, isn't it? You want a computer in front of you that you're reading off and they're looking at a board that's behind you. So you don't ever turn your back on the audience. And if you do turn your back on the audience because you have to just check alignment with something on the screen or whatever it might be, then you must not speak at the board. You only ever speak when you're facing the audience. These are rules that you should set in stone. It's impolite to turn your back and to speak at a board. When you're in your next meeting and you're looking at someone doing this, watch them. And I guarantee that a lot of the time, they'll be looking at the board and they'll be gesticulating and they will turn away from the audience and they will talk to the board. Their voice is projected to the board. What they're saying is, I'm underconfident. I can't face you. I can't speak to you. I'm going to turn my back and I want to be part of you. I want to be facing the same direction. I'd much rather be sat down with you guys than stood up here in front of you. Also, notice how people hide behind the lectern. People love the lectern or the desk. If they can hide behind that, that that's them done. They love that. That's like a barrier between all those people and them. Next time you give a presentation, stand away from the lectern. Leave your cards on the lectern. You can go back there. That's where your cards can live. But when you introduce yourself, stand full frontal, at these people, nothing in between you, and what you're saying is, I'm the lion in the room. You've come here to see me. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to look a bit overweight or whatever it is. You'll know, have my shirt a little bit untucked or whatever. I'm good with that. I'm comfortable in what I'm doing. And that's very powerful for you as a person to stand in front of your board you're about to present on, not behind a lectern, and say, let's listen to me today. All right? That's how it's going to go. And here's the thing. So what if you're embarrassed? It doesn't matter. Half these people are going to leave the company in a year anyway. They're not your friends. Some of them might be your friends. And if they take the piss out of, our, piss out of you afterwards, just say to them, well, you go up and do it. Show me how to do it. We're here to learn in life. And unless we fail, we're never going to get better. Okay, so we fail forwards. We look for opportunities to fail. And only in doing so are we going to be the ones who succeed. That's really important. So also, you can use funny pictures. You can use stick figures as well. You know, you can use those kind of diagrams, you know, the far side stuff. People like that. They laugh at that kind of those, those kind of cartoony type things that might be saying something. You know, you, you know, the kind of pictures I'm talking about. Mames are quite good, aren't they? You know, where there's a cat like saying something or whatever. You can put those up there and that's what you're going to talk about. Don't write a whole world of text on the screen. It can be really difficult sometimes. You know, when you have the reveals and you press it and text flies in, don't use fly in. Don't use drop down, any of that kind of stuff. I used to be text heavy. I'm not text heavy anymore, all right? What I am is I engage with people. And we'll talk about the people bit in a minute. So try and minimalize what you're putting up there on the screen because you want to have a conversation with someone. That's what you're doing up there. You're speaking to people. And when you're speaking to people, you're asking questions, literally, with the things that you say. See, I can say this now. I could be looking at you and I could be saying, so when... I'm speaking to my audience, I'm asking a question and I'm nodding my head and I'm looking at you when I say it. What do you think you're going to do when I nod my head and I look at you when I say that? 
So, you know, we're asking a question and I'm nodding. You're gonna nod back at me. I've now involved you in this. I've brought you into this process. You're on my side now because we've just agreed on something. Now, very rarely you're gonna give presentations to more than 20 people. So get someone in the front row, nod at them. Agree with them, yeah, definitely. Pick someone in the back row. Pick someone in the middle row. And as you go through presentations, it's very easy to look over the top of people, but you've got to look at them in the eye. And it's difficult and it will come with time, but that's how you invest in your audience. That's how you get the audience on side because we like that connectivity. It's an authenticity, all right? That's what it's about. Okay, so we talked about pausing to think. That's absolutely fine. We've talked about engaging with our audience. And I want you to start thinking about walking towards the audience as well. I want you to start thinking about standing on the front of your foot, so on the toes, lifting yourself up. Okay, does it make sense? People have problems breathing sometimes when they're presenting because the, tight go, the chest goes tight. And that's fine. You know what that is? That's nerves. And you know what nerves are doing for us? Nerves are saying to us. They're just saying, hey, I'm nervous because I know that you're growing in this situation. I know that you being here is going to make us better. It's going to make this easier for the next time. So next time you feel nervous, you want to be seeking out those opportunities where you feel nervous. Does that make sense? It's really important that you look for opportunities where you feel nervous because you're only going to feel nervous once or twice and those nerves go away now. I've spoken to hundreds of people in a room and sometimes I get nervous before I go out there because I'm worried about my performance. I'm worried about what they're going to think of me. Have I got my material right? And then I say to myself, Oh, I recognize this. This is nerves. Nerves are here for a reason. Nerves are here because they know that I'm going to grow from this experience. Embrace those nerves. That's what I, that's what I would be. No one wants you to fail out there. No one wants to come up there. They're happy that you're up there, right? So getting back to James's last part of the email then, basically, he's saying that he's intimidated about his managers. Um, he's just a bit worried about presenting in front of them. Some of these people apparently don't understand things as human error. Or things such as human error. And of course, what he's saying is he's, he knows he's going to fail because that's what he's saying. Um, they don't understand. They, you know, they, they think it's fine to, to get up there and make a mistake or whatever and they're going to laugh at him and stuff. And I'm telling him that's not true. All right? So that's not true. And if it is, the guys are idiots. What are you, what are you working with those guys in the first place? Why are you working there? You know, these, don't worry about that. You're, doing, you're getting up there. Don't look at it like you're benefiting them in any way. Look at it like you're doing this presentation because you're benefiting yourself. Now, I say to people sometimes, I say, look, do you want the opportunity to present in front of the squadron? And most of my guys say, oh, no, no, God, no. And, I'm, and I, I go back to them in a, in a couple of days' time and I say, did you hear what I said when I, when I said that? I, I, was, I was offering you something there. I wasn't telling you to do it. I was offering you a growth opportunity. Because in five or ten years' time, you're not going to get these opportunities. The younger guys are going to get them. And the younger guys are going to become really good at public speaking. And you know what happens when you're good at public speaking is people want you to speak in public. And that means you're going to get better. You've got opportunities to get better. You've got opportunities to earn more money. You've got opportunities to influence people about how you feel about something. Because other people don't want to do that. And all you've got to do is stand out from the lectern, on your tiptoes, lift your chest up, embrace the nerves... Look at your presentation, which is quite Spartan, because you read around it. You know stuff. It's fine. You can make stuff up if you want to. Be confident. Address them. Have a conversation with them. Look them in the eyes. And pause to think. There's not too much to it. There are courses online you can go and have a look at. And believe me, I did quite a few of these. And I realized that that's not really what you need. What you actually need 
and you know you're going to hate me for saying this, but you need to get out there and just do it. But you need to look for opportunities to get out there and do it because they don't come around very often. But embrace those nerves. If you need to write stuff down on cue cards, some bullet points, that is fine. Write them down, put them on the lectern, do your introduction, go back, pick them up, press the first slide, introduce the slide, not looking back at it, remember? If you're going to look back at it, look back at it to work out what it is, but then you're going to talk forwards. You're going to address your audience. That makes sense? Then you're going to talk about that first slide. And on the bottom of the cue card, you might have a little number written on there which just says five minutes. And as you reach five minutes, you look at your watch or your stopwatch that you've got next to it and you move on to the next card. Who cares if you're 30 seconds out? Who cares if you're a minute out? It doesn't matter. No one's keeping score. No one's keeping score. All you're there is to have a conversation with these guys. But understand that nerves are natural. All right, but any one of those people in front of you up there will also feel the same way. I don't want this to drag on past 20 minutes and we kind of hit that 20 minute spot now. What I'm going to do in the future is I'm probably going to do some YouTube stuff about this as well. It's not something I talk about in my book too much, but in my book I do cover a lot of decision making stuff in there. I'm just starting another website up as well and I'm not a big fan of starting millions of websites, but in this other website, it's going to be a bit more personal development orientated. Fast Chip Performance is also going to be that, but I'm going to be talking about making decisions and how we can make decisions and how we can make better decisions, more rapid decisions, and even more rational decisions. So maybe have a look out for that website, and hopefully I'm going to have a bit of a forum on there as well and get people invested in it and hopefully get people doing these kind of things and coming down and doing presentations about nothing. I'll give you the subject if you want. We can do it together. We can stand there together and just go through it in front of people. We can break through these difficult areas where we feel we should be doing better, you know, and we can realize that actually everyone has the same problems. We can gain that inner confidence to make ourselves more worthwhile out in the real world. So we can either earn more money or you can just be more confident, have better relationships with people. Because at the end of the day, I know when you're young, you think it's about the money, but it's not. And when you reach my age, you realize it's about the relationships, Honestly, believe me, that's true. I know you won't believe me, but eventually you will. I mean, yeah, we all want money because it makes life easier, doesn't it? Don't get me wrong. But relationships, authenticity, that's what it's about. It's about connecting with people. Okay, so listen, we're dragging up towards minute 23. Now, I'm just going to get this out, see if I can drop this on the uh, on the podcast tube, YouTube things. It's all good. Those are the points, really. So quick recap then. Write it down um, on cue cards, by all means. Don't use many slides, 20, 20, 20. Remember, 20 slides, 20 minutes, and uh, no font bigger than 20. Don't use fancy fonts. Keep it simple. Think about Google. They just have like a white presentation with a sentence across it, whatever, and then the guy talks about that. If you've got to have bullet points on the slide, let people read the bullet point, then talk about it. Don't face the board when you talk. Look at the board if you have to, and then look back at your audience. Give them time to process information, and give them time by pausing, okay? Think of a line, big pause, pause all the time. Uh, what else? Funny pictures, by all means, those kind of stick figures, that kind of stuff's really good. And make sure at the end you have some conversational style throughout the brief, throughout your presentation, so that you can have some questions if you need to. Nobody wants you to fail. They just don't want to be up there themselves. And anyone takes the piss out of you, whatever, they're an idiot. Because they're not growing like you're growing. And when you feel those nerves, you understand it's because you're getting better. So embrace that nervousness. It's there for a reason. Okay, guys, anything question wise, 
by all means, hit me up on the emails here, tim at fastyearperformance.com. Understand I've got a bit of a lead time on this, okay? So I'll put it out on Facebook. Maybe in the Facebook comments is a really good place to uh, to drop any tips or anything on this. Um, and I know it's a bit of a long podcast, but I'm designing this for you to listen in your cars and stuff. Or when you're walking to work, don't think you've got to sit there for 25 minutes listening to me. Anyway, I'm tired. I did air combat today. I've got two air combat trips tomorrow. I've got to do some work this evening to make sure that I'm not going to let these students down up there, okay? That's what it's about, isn't it? Making sure we're top of our game. Guys, really appreciate it. Thanks for the support and everything. Anything else, uh, especially you, James, thanks for the question about the presenting. Um, send me an email with that and I'll do another one of these for you. All right? Tim Davies, Fast Hit Performance.